What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, joined, of course, by Fish Sticks and Shade each and every week. What's up, guys? How was your week hey, today? Hey, how's it going, dude? Good, good. You at work or you at home? I'm at work. I oh, just, like- I like sprinted upstairs to get to the broadcast room. Yes, we have a broadcast room, I think. Okay, I wasn't sure there was like a locker room or something. There's like lockers behind Yeah, (laughs) the backdrop isn't great, but you know, (laughs) it'll do. do. Cool. Shade, how are you doing? (sighs) I'm okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Rank is really, really rough this morning. Yeah, ranked is really, really rough, and we'll be talking about that soon. But I want to welcome our guest. You've probably seen him on many other uh, events and shows, uh, you know, very popular host, Many of uh, former shows. commentator, yeah, many of my shows too. That's right. <laughs> uh, but those of you that follow in esports, gaming for a long time, know know who this guy is. Welcome to the show, Red Eye. What's up? What's Thank up, Paul? you very much. Yeah, uh, nothing much. I, just same as Lynn, really. Just you know, very tilted. But it's Tuesday, so you can be tilted. It's you're allowed on Tuesdays because um, ranked me. is is literally. Um, I don't know whether <laughs> okay, I want to choose ranked or I want to suffocate myself in some bubble wrap or something because that's the choice I have right now. I'm moving and there's cardboard boxes and bubble wrap and tape everywhere and I'm not sure which one I quite fancy right now. It's a bit of a, it's quite close. Uh, such a good, <laughs> such a good note that we're starting off here. Yeah, so much positivity. Exactly, so much positivity. Right? No, but this show, guys, we got uh, a lot of stuff lined up. We're going to talk about the patch, obviously competitive mode, and things like the symmetric change, 60, 60 uh, hertz or the, the 60 tick change, and even some spec mode changes too. So we'll, we'll touch on those. Some news also, a team being picked up by another big team, and another event that's coming up that, uh, that could be quite large too and then lastly we're going to do uh, this episode is going to focus mostly on um doing an analysis kind of recap and a i always call post-mortem which is kind of a look at the onog tournament and uh fish Sticks wants to be very transparent with everything so we'll be talking about just how much everything costs what the numbers were viewers or they're like and and just setting it up with shade here shade helped organize it too so we'll we'll find out all the challenges that they had to, to had to uh face setting this tournament up which was a lot and uh, we'll get a chance to maybe you know make some suggestions on how um, future events or other organizers can possibly make it a little bit smoother but let's start with the patch notes again and uh, Jeff gave us some you know just a a quick I guess uh, insight into a lot of these things that came out like on our previous show but uh, a few things he didn't so I figured we would uh, just kind of dive in as we always do just kind of talk talk about the the patch just looking at the notes here so let's start off with competitive play the new play mode and it kind of started off with with just some of the comments from two of you already but um, fish sticks actually let me start with you and then we can kind of go around again what's your thoughts on competitive play well, uh, Jeff dropped the bomb on us yesterday, uh, or yesterday, last show, <laughs> with the information about competitive play. Yes. Uh, and this is more or less Blizzard's attempt at defining a rule set for the competitive side of the game. Um, so it's not stopwatch. You know, we did talk about this last mm-hmm. week, so we'll try to keep it brief. Uh, it is something very different, uh, which we haven't seen tested in a tournament yet. I'm not going to be inherently against it until we see it in a tournament setting. I will say that. I am a stopwatch fan, so I, I, I do like stopwatch a lot. Uh, so I'm a little little bit sad to see it potentially going away, at least in the short term. But we should definitely keep an open mind with the new rule set, uh, the new competitive play. 
and uh, and address and see how it goes in a tournament setting. Um, so if you didn't tune in last week or you are an only watcher and you haven't had a chance to play, this is basically uh, it's basically a new way of judging who's the better team uh, by having both teams play the map, uh, switching sides from attack and defense, and then you get one point if you complete the map, zero points if you don't. That is the only way you earn a point is if you get all the way from beginning to end as attack. And if both teams both complete the map, then you go to a single control point map to decide who's the winner. Uh, so a lot can hinge on this control point map, especially if the two teams, uh, you know, one thing we've seen in competitive play with, uh, with top teams, if they're fairly evenly balanced, there's a good chance that they do complete the map. I mean, it's, it's not every time, but uh, I feel like at high levels, people complete the map slightly more often than not. So you're going to see it going down to this one control point point a lot of the time in high-level competitive play, which is a little bit concerning, uh, but I'm going to try to keep an open mind about it. And So diplomatic. <laughs> it's bullshit is what it is. <laughs> okay, I know Red Eye. <laughs> so it's not being around the bush. It's bullshit. I, All right, so I, I know Red Eye. test it. I, I really know you do. have a lot of strong opinions on it. So let me go to Shade first, and then we'll end with you. Shade, what's your thoughts okay. on it? Um, I mean, so far in Ranked, it's kind of been a little bit rough. I feel like everything that I do just ends up going to Koth, which makes for really long games, which is okay sometimes, but like literally every game going to Koth kind of feels a little rough right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully if they can find a way around that, maybe balance the maps out a little bit more. Yeah. So it doesn't feel Well that's their goal, right? They like want it just, they want it to be fifty fifty, attack, defend. And yeah. if it was that way, then maybe we wouldn't see quite as many Koths. Uh, but right now with attack having an advantage, it's or the statistics showing attack winning more often, right? It's uh, that's an issue. Yeah, it's not overly fun. <laughs> okay, all right, Red Eye Paul. So I know if people don't remember the article, so Paul wrote an article maybe a month ago, right? Talking yeah, about, about payload. A month ago. Yeah, about talking about payload. Your opinions yeah. on payload being the um, you know what the format that competitive play should revolve around. Yeah. So thoughts on this new. Uh, this okay. new so play. Hmm? let me preface this with, with something first. So yeah, you yeah. referred to the article. So the point mm-hmm. is this. I think payload with a few tweaks that are put into the game by Jeff and the team could make this a, an a- absolutely terrific esport. Okay? So I'm fully on board the hype train of payload stopwatch. That's, that's basically me. And I know Ben <laughs> feels the same way, right? So choo-choo, we want the payload stuff. I absolutely detest control point maps right i think they have a place they they are fun uh but i think they're massively restrictive on skill ceiling i think some of the players that we're now seeing in the competitive mode are unbelievable the things that they do with these characters are just tremendous and why the hell are we are we stopping that skill by putting them on a control map because you just don't see the same level of uh, timing, strategy, tactics, movement, aim. You just don't see it. It's just spam, spam, spamming, and the winner is the one that picks the right team or, I don't know, gets lucky or something. Or It, it hinges on so much that isn't skill-based, in my opinion. So I'm very much against the control point maps. That said, I enjoy them playing for fun. Simple as that. It's a lot of fun. I agree. Um, from a competitive point of view, I did say a couple of weeks ago or a month ago that I, I believe you, if you have a stopwatch mode or you have markers in the game where a team 
for instance, we've got those markers now. They're on the bar yeah, at the top of the page, yep, right? They're already there. They introduced them literally two weeks after I recommended, hey, we should totally have these in the game. Pure coincidence, I'm sure. They're probably already thinking of it. But now we've got them in the game. What is the fucking point of them if we're not going to yeah. use them? Yeah. Okay? Because they're not used. And what frustrates me is this. You can play a competitive map, and this is a pro, a casual, an average player, or me, right? Mm-hmm. You can play the game through on King's Row. You can get two points in, and you've done a good job, right? If you fail to go the full way, well, okay, sucks to be you. They probably did a better job, right? But I got two markers through. When we switch around, we hold them off from even taking the first point. They don't even get the payload out of the garage, right? I'm sitting there going, yay, we won. Fuck you, buddy. Let's play some overtime. Let's play some sudden (laughs) Sudden death. death, What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we did better that, than them, and it's demonstrably right. better than them. Right. So it frustrates the crap out of me when it, it and it happens. I would say probably seventy-five percent of the time right now we're going to a final map, mm-hmm. which is sudden death. Which is it's really cool. It's really fun. No, it's not. It's really not fun for the players. It's really not well, fun for the viewers. So yeah, it's not fun when it happens every time, right? No, I mean, when it, when it, it happens does every happen so often, extraordinarily then, yeah. amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then we've got on top of that, which is a side issue, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well, is that people leave, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's one one. Oh well, yeah, we did your way. I did my way. Bye, guys. No, no, we're going. No, we need. Hello, come back. We yeah. control point. Fuck. <laughs> no, I mean this is. Like, I think the leaving come issue. On. The leaving issue in the non six v six games. I feel like is the highest priority issue that needs to be fixed right now because we can't even we can't yeah. even get data on just this format right now or you know just we can have our opinions on it but we can't get real data until we have well, I'm only, people I'm enjoying a, it you're right Chris yeah. but I'm only taking my experiences over the last three or four I days based on based yeah. on 66 right exactly so yes. if we're all experiencing this frustration Lynn's actually literally pulling her hair out right <laughs> yeah, now yeah. her hair is actually about four feet shorter than it normally is then then why are we <laughs> suffering like this so badly it's, it's tilting Tuesday right so we're allowed to be tilted but <laughs> but still holy crap Okay, I got an extra so, gray hair like, this come morning. Come on, I <laughs> well, love this game, and I suppose the problem is, is that I, I love it so much. It's one of the few games that I've loved over the yeah. last fifteen years of playing. That I want it to succeed. I genuinely want it to succeed, and I just, I just find that the, this is it's great that we've got competitive, right? It's great that we've got yeah. competitive. I know Ben's been very sensible about that. Like, you know, let's be fair, let's be open-minded, let's, <laughs> let's test it. But yep. screw that, right? We've been here before. This might be Blizzard's first FPS, but this ain't my first fucking rodeo, okay? I've been here, well, I've seen it, I've done it. So what I'm saying is, is fucking listen to me. I am actually being that bold, right? Please listen. <laughs> well, see, the great thing well, is, is they do listen to us, all right? So please this, yeah. this, this is... in proper payload with proper stopwatch. Right. End okay. of Okay, so... My my thoughts on it, and I'm kind of somewhere between Paul and, and Ben here, like fish sticks and, and red eye here, is that my experience has been the same as Paul's. Well. Like I I literally don't play competitive right now because I just like eighty percent of my games is levers. You know, there's just five on six, four on six. You know that kind of experience, and it's never fun. You know, like I don't feel like I get any enjoyment out of it, and I have to kind of wait through this entire thing because if I leave, then I get a lever penalty or, or I get a tick next to my lever penalty thing. Yeah. So right now, I, I literally don't play much of it right now. I'm just in because of that. So they need to do something about the whole leaving thing, and I think there's like a, a minor, minor issue that has to do with the UI. I think the UI could improve that, make it just crystal clear. Hey guys. We have another round, you know, like there's another round. It's not like, yeah. just don't leave after this, this first round, right? Um, but obviously people have been experiencing the game. They, they, that's not the issue. They just like, yeah, screw it. I, I just don't want to even play with this. This team sucks. Let's just leave. And, you know, and basically costs everybody else that wants to continue playing, you know, just uh, a good experience. So mm-hmm. that needs to be fixed. And I don't know if it's backfilling, you know, with 
backfilling is tough because in this kind of rank system you don't want somebody having like an abbreviated you know just session and then like if you do do they like do they get dinged for losses and how much do they get for winning you know that sort of thing so it it is a difficult issue and and just it is but but why don't we borrow from some of the other games that are out there that are doing that successfully okay so what do you suggest uh i randomly take counter-strike Okay. You know, guy, yeah, sure. guy leaves out of Counter Strike. It's four v five. Then the four that are left can vote to forfeit the match. Oh, and then okay. Yeah, only the true. elo up to that point is taken into account. So no, no, they don't lose fifteen zero or sixteen one or whatever it is. They just lose whatever they've lost so far. Mm, okay. I mean, I mean you could end up having bad. a lot of lot of games where someone leaves because they do badly in the first two minutes, right? Right. right. And then exactly. the other five then go, yeah, fuck this. Let's just let's just vote out, and you could get could go the other way i don't think there's a mm. i mean scoots made this point to me the other day i don't yeah. think there is an easy way of solving the lever issue right now there isn't but i would i would rather them go towards the the route of backfilling though since that we yeah, can I preserve don't hate backfilling. yeah we need some we need to preserve at least the game you know what i mean and mm. try to do that because otherwise yep. people we're still gonna have crappy games and then yeah okay we just don't get dinged on the ladder and that's that's the, yeah. the solving it but that doesn't help the overall experience of it so yeah, it's a tough issue. I hope they go, you know, again somewhere around down the route of backfilling and figuring out just a, a modified version of that and, and going with that. In At terms least of backfill, guys, but yeah. like the person that's backfilling, give them like less of a punishment for yeah. losing, and yeah. only backfill at a certain point. Like if there's 30 seconds left of the game, don't backfill someone. Like at that point, it's probably yeah, yeah. lost, Have right? Like, yeah, but if there's like, like two to three minutes left and someone leaves or someone gets disconnected, then backfill that person. But like yeah. the person that joins, make sure that they did yeah. like make them only lose like five right points instead of 10 or like mm-hmm. 10 yep. instead of 20. Like give it, give it a little bit. Yeah, of a, yeah I think, I think that's good. I think we could also get a reconnect button as well when we actually get disconnected. Oh by God, please. Oh, for sure. That, like, I mean. ISP, my ISP was up and down last week and I, Three games in a row, and then it and then it basically gave me so many points I couldn't play anymore. So I was like, "Well, that doesn't seem fair. I didn't leave it on purpose." Yeah, and then I rejoined the game straight away. Well, why can't I reconnect? Yeah, well, I think they've corrected. They've made it better at least with this yeah. last patch um, in terms yeah. of disconnects. Um, but okay, so now speaking to the actual format, right? And like your point yeah. about about checkpoints being made and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a there definitely needs to be a modification. And my suggestion is we should give points for every objective that you reach. So have there be like a point system, not just like a one, you know, like when you win, you get one point for winning. Now, when you get an objective, you should get like 200 points or, or 300 points or something like that. And then, so after the round, you know, nobody knows who's, you know, won or lost, right? It's, there's no feeling of that. There's just like, okay, I got 400. Well, I want, I want an objective, Chris. I want to, I want to, if I'm defending the first half and the team, team get to the end of the payload run, right? Yeah. They want to know how quickly they did it. Did they do it in 14 minutes, 10 seconds? Okay, well, so then my team well, gets 14 minutes, 10 <laughs> seconds to do the other side, right? And if I don't make it, it's not a draw. It, I've lost. Likewise, well, okay, if, so they only make it, if they only make it well, 960 what? meters through the game, then I want a marker somewhere in the, in the map that shows 960 meters, and that's where we've got to push the payload to. Okay, no so, draws. I mean, don't, don't get Ever. me wrong. I am all for... I, I am a proponent of stopwatch in payload 2, okay? But I'm, if we're going to give this this kind of format a chance, I think that they should go with more of a point system. It's just like a compromise. At least reward people that reach a checkpoint, give them a score, and then the next round, you know, at least checkpoints will have significance, like you said. Uh, time, you know, time's still an issue, obviously, but at least this is something that's in between 
not an all or nothing per round. That is like the worst thing possible, right? Right? Yeah. Not possible. I mean, the amount of times we've all we've all got to the last yeah five meters exactly and, right you know and, and then it's a draw because you couldn't push it the last yeah. five meters but you actually the other team didn't even get the first control point to get the payload out you're just like well that doesn't feel yeah. fair to me no i started way. hating Noombani now because of that like Noombani is now my least favorite map in the game yeah. because we could get the payload to like the second last checkpoint or the the last yeah. checkpoint <laughs> yeah, that's whatever true. Yeah. and like just get caught around the bend where most teams end up getting caught there. Like yep. that's the hardest spot to push on Numani is the last corner where you have to go mm-hmm. up the hill and then just kind of around the last little S that little area. S thing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the little S, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest place to push on Numani. But then the other team goes to do their attack and they don't even get the payload and somehow yeah. that means we have to go to cost. You have to draw. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I know, right? It's just it's, it's, it just feels so unfair. <laughs> so, unrewarding. Yeah. I think Blizzard likes to use that word a lot, don't they? Unrewarding play. And that is yeah. exactly what that is. It's unrewarding. Yeah. She's like, let's just stag bastions at the last point in Nubani so they can't yeah. get around the corner yep. and somehow, you know, we get to go to Koth even though we didn't get the control point to begin Indeed. with. Indeed. Yeah. 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 And now exactly. we're into hero stacking, which yeah. is, you know, well, hero stacking is. Uh, we'll talk about that, and when we, when yeah, we'll talk about later. We'll talk about it in meta, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If it, uh, ben, any suggestions on making? Any yeah, suggestions well, on making the current what they're trying to do a little bit better? I mean, I, I agree with Paul that if you get some kind of credit for getting to a further checkpoint, that would help in the competitive matchmaking built into the game. Uh, but I, I'm more concerned, obviously, as you guys know, with the esports side of things and the tournament side of things. And there was actually a really interesting article on Gosu Gamers by uh, Mitcher, Micker. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it, but it was a proposed kind of hybrid between Stopwatch and what's been... Uh, established now with this competitive rule set where you would get a point for attacking and completing the map and then if both teams completed the map then the team to that completed the map quicker would get an additional point so every single what i I said two three four weeks ago yeah it's it's simple it's basically the same thing uh the only difference now is that you know a single let's say let's just say dorado two two teams play one team sets a quicker time than the other team that team would have a 2-1 victory in that one map so if in the, it actually starts to make a lot of sense when you start to think about best of 3s best of 5 best of 7s because if you have a best of 5 and it's the first map's 2-1 to team A, and then the next map is 2-0 to team B, so, and then the next map, you could actually, you take the score from each map, you sum it up at the end, and then, if it's somehow tied, like, 5-5, or 7-7, or whatever, at the very end of a best of five, or best of seven, then you go to a single control point map, and that would be the most hype control map ever, because it would be the entire series comes down to this, because Every map was so close. It was so back and forth that they had a tied score at the end. I think that's actually a pretty interesting idea. Uh, I like it at least. Well, it'd be a true overtime. It would feel like an overtime. And overtime isn't supposed to happen like very often. No. So when it does happen in a sudden death overtime, then it's, it is hype. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, this, this feels like a, a soccer match for those of you over the yeah, pond. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. where, where you've won 3-1, but you've got to go to penalties. That's mm-hmm. how it feels right now. I've, I've scored three goals. They've only scored one. But sorry, guys, uh, it's a penalty shootout. Really? Yeah, and you only get one penalty each. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. All right, let's move on. There's other stuff to talk about in this patch. Um, let's let's move. Let's talk about... Um, new skin type. 
Yep, new skins hype. Have you, have you guys seen them all? I've definitely gone through them all. So Yeah, I've gone through them all. I mean, what can you say, man? Blizzard's art team continues they to kill it. The bomb. All, all I know, I think Genji, got, Genji got a skin. That's, that's all right. I'm just the happy Genji's Genji skin is skin. ridiculous looking, but I love it. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so terrible. At least he got one, though. At least he got one. Um, no, but they're definitely awesome. And gosh, I'll, I'll never fill up. It's going to take me forever to fill these things up. Will we ever still, have still, people that actually have all of them without I don't think buying so. them? Uh, like, uh, how, how, uh, the first person that does that is going to get like a 6,000 upvoted Reddit thread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I have every Mercy skin. Does that count? Or every Mercy skin? Wow. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty that's good. very good. Yeah. 65. Wow. 65. Wow. That's, all the sprays. <laughs> all the sprays <laughs> that I'll never use. That's right. Actually, it's the sprays right. are fairly cheap, though. They're not too. Bad. I mean, the, yeah. the only spray I use on her is the one that I didn't actually pay for. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you leave I'm, her I'm game. Still, I'm, I'm still in love with the Soldier Seventies. I, I think it's just so you know, it probably appeals to my childhood or something. <laughs> what you like these new ones? These Commando ones? Yeah, they're okay, Arnold? but I, just, I still prefer the previous the previous skins they released. I like how his gun looks in the Commando one. Reminds me of, like, like Who? The gun. Oh, the yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an M4. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an M4. Yeah, I like the pre-order uh, pre one. The the um, the um one you get with the pre-order. That's the one I use right now. The young, handsome one? Yeah, <laughs> the young, handsome one. <laughs> with the shades. With those That's what glasses. I just call, like, the handsome 76 skin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, leaving games, lever penalty. Um, Overall, I think it, from... People, I mean, I've never had an issue with with um, having disconnects and stuff, so I've never personally uh, experienced it. But the folks that I know that do have some disconnect issues with their internet and things like that said it's much better now. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on it. Uh, I haven't opinion. had any. I haven't had any disconnects in the last week or so since the patch. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was happening in custom games for a little bit, but I don't think it's happening anymore. Okay. Cool. Uh, so that's good. Why don't we just jump to? Let's just jump to the hero balances. So, um, May, Ice Wall, so we can actually destroy this early now. Um, yeah. Have yes. some people having a little bit of issues with it, or it, it like, breaking s- too soon at times, but overall, I think it's a great uh, change. Like, I, I actually like it. Yeah, I'm still not seeing it break early. Yeah, I'm still not seeing it break early with stuff like Farah, for instance. I'm just absolutely bombing the crap out of it, and it's just not breaking still, so I'm like... No, no, weird. no, she can she can no, destroy no, no, no. it. She she can oh, she can break it well. She can destroy oh, okay. it early. Yeah, I thought not, it was the you. other way around. No, 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 no. I thought she it was so we could break it. it. Okay. Yeah, so you can like literally lay it down and then just destroy it immediately right. if you want. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You guys... Must have missed that. The only the only problem I have with it as May is half the time when I'm spamming an ice wall, it's because I'm in an awful situation and I go e e e e and then I oh, like, yeah. destroy yeah. it. I, I, yeah. I build it and then I destroy it instantly. Uh, so that's I'm sure I'll get used to that. But <laughs> I've done that too. It's good. Yeah, Shane, you like the May, May change? I mean, I only really play her in skirmish, so. You can still really... wall in skirmish. Uh, yeah, I know. I just play her enough to feel like I have like a really good opinion on it i guess yeah i haven't really needed to deactivate the wall or anything yet yeah, so. that's true i mean you always pretty much wall behind her but behind your opponent when you're skirmishing just, with them yeah i mean yeah. i just lock my teammates in spot and then say sorry sorry yeah or you play with one that, that you know you're sniping and they just put walls up for you and you're like thanks that's great yeah thanks yep. for blocking i now can't see anything brilliant Yep. All right, Mercy. I'm sure uh, Shade loved. I'm sure love these. <laughs> these are these are all quality of life changes. So uh, they're so good. they're good though. They're definitely really good. What do you yeah. think, Shade? 
so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Actually, the guardian I mean, angel. She didn't really need. She didn't really need any changes. Like she was perfect mm-hmm. the way she was before this. So mm-hmm. this is just like, oh, I love you, Blizzard. <laughs> like it's Christmas. Jeff told us that it was going to happen, and I was yeah. just like, "This is amazing!" And then I started playing it, and then this is definitely amazing. Yeah, yep. it's so good. So yeah. Okay, Symmetra. So this was like one of the big changes, or this is the I think main change that happened. This in is this, patch. this was yeah. the biggest change in the in a, ever in a patch that actually had no effect on anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like everyone, I actually have so much respect for Blizzard because if you watched the show last week, we had Jeff Kaplan. Uh, the game director of Overwatch on the show, and he explicitly talked about the fact that they're changing just Symmetra's shield from 50 to 25 to to ascertain if it really was the shielding that uh, gave her such a high win rate and really uh, was the big deal for Tracers and all that. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of took Tracer down like a quarter of a notch, but it really didn't change like almost anything with Tracer. Yes, we don't see Symmetra as, as much, but it didn't like... Genji's tracers, it didn't actually change how effective they are almost at all in my experience. And we watched a lot of games in the last tournament uh, over the course of the weekend, and Tracer felt just the same. Uh, so I, I got to say, like, I think Blizzard may have just identified that it really wasn't the shield alone that, or, or maybe at all, that was really the reason that Symmetra had such a high win rate. And it proves that it's not Symmetra's shield, but actually Tracer itself, herself, that... <laughs> Really needs the nerf. So yeah, basically instead of running Symmetra, we just run three tracers now instead. Yeah, mm. yeah it's cool. <laughs> no, but I think you're. Yeah, you, you do make a good point there. Uh, it's definitely it. Twenty five. Any kind of additional hit points to tracer helps quite a bit. But I think we can all agree that tracer's a problem right now. Uh, seeing so many of them too is just so frustrating. And yeah. I am shade. You were just talking about even just competitive play or your yep. your ladder experience with with the tracer what's going on there i mean it's literally impossible to play support right now yeah it's actually impossible to play support in ranked right now i don't care if you think you're the best support in the entire world if you're versus three or four tracers on the other team you are not staying alive you are not being helpful to your team you are not staying alive and it's the same with sniping as well exactly the same thing because they're running behind enemy lines and they're killing they're killing Widow, they're killing Hanzo really easily. It's really tough to, to get rid of them as well. It's so, just yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there's nothing Literally. I can play. Literally. Yeah, it's, it's so there's got to be some kind of change there. We'll, I guess we'll talk even more in depth into it when we talk about the meta in, in the tournament. Um, but moving on, Torbjorn, just more quality change, just quality of life changes where the gun reloads. I think they did it for almost every every character where the gun reloads if you switch weapons now. Uh, which is kind of nice. Okay, one. What else are we going to talk about here? Oh, the sixty hertz thing. Um, so I know you guys were thinking about, or did you try it for the tournament, or uh, did you guys just end up not wanting to do it no. at all? Um, I, I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about. Oh, it that's a true. Bit, okay, we're going to talk about it a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, sixty hertz was announced, and everyone rejoiced and praised Blizzard and kneeled down to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. However, it turns out that in practice, the 60 hertz servers don't really work 
uh, for cross-region play, which, of course, the tournament last weekend, mm-hmm. the whole point, it was NA versus EU. So we actually did not use 60 hertz at all in the tournament over the weekend because apparently, according to the, the pros who scrimmed on 60 hertz servers, it was just not good uh, with cross-region. Um, the question I haven't actually gotten a great answer to yet is how is it when the ping is low? Um, I've heard kind of mixed things here and there. Like some people are like, oh, I think it's buggy still. Other people are like, no, it's amazing. So I'm not really sure. Uh, so if any competitive people are in chat right now want to chime in, I'd love to hear if people are scrimming and enjoying 60 hertz uh, if you're on the same server or the same yeah. region. Right, just a good thing. There wasn't any huge issues last night when I was watching scrims. Um, I think the only thing that I noticed was, I guess there's a bug with Winston Alt on yes. 60 hertz servers where if you leap and you land on someone, it doesn't do any damage sometimes. So, But that's hmm. the only thing I think I've heard of for 60 hertz. Okay. Well, I guess the, the verdict's still out on, I guess, the current version of it, um, at least on the same server. <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, all right, so spectator mode. Uh, we all saw the new changes to it, especially at the ONOC tournament. And I kind of want to get your first impressions of it. Paul, did you get a good look at it? Did you get a I chance didn't, to see it? I didn't, unfortunately. Okay. No, it's one of the um, things I've been looking forward to, though. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really interested to find out what it's like. Uh, what are your first thoughts on it, Shade? Like your, uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Having everything at the top of the screen and nice and tiny little, yeah, you know, exactly. it's not huge and invasive. And you can still see everyone's crosshair. You can still see alt charges for whoever you're spectating. I love it. I think yeah. I liked the, the overlay. Like the really overlay good. looked really slick too, with where where the positioning of you know the rosters were too. So that was kind of a nice touch too. Ben, what about you? What do you think of the spectating? I mean, it's it's clearly something that helps the spectating of the game. Uh, having everyone's health and ultimate charge right on the screen, uh, it's a, it's absolutely a no brainer. It's a nice uh, addition to spectator mode, and they also fixed some bugs as well. So when you're watching in first-person mode, you will see the hit markers, you will see all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a step forward. It's a relatively small one, but every step is good. Yeah, definitely every step is good. I, I guess I should mention that it also, there were still some bugs. Um, so like <laughs> half the time when watching in first-person, you wouldn't see the health uh, of the or the crosshair still. Uh, it seemed completely random. I had no idea why that was happening and couldn't oh, fix wow. it. Yeah, uh, some people noticed during the cast, but uh, like maybe it was less than half, maybe like a third of the time. Mm-hmm. So still some bugs to work out, but I definitely, like I know for a fact that Blizzard really wants to dive into this pretty soon. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll see more tweaks and then some more big stuff too. Yeah, just same thing here. I think it's a, a really nice improvement. Um, just not having so much real estate filled by by you know, these little uh, avatars and or pictures and things like that. I think is much better. Uh, so the information there, I think, for alt and for health are are really nice so far. The one thing I have to I have uh, wanted to point out that when I was watching the tournament the, um, this past weekend, and it was it was kind of bothered me. It hasn't really bothered me that much in the past, which is kind of strange, but. Uh, this weekend, I felt like the red and the blue, you know, particularly the names. I was of the just going to say the names have, still need a lot of work. Yeah, we, we, I think we need to go. I mean, I think it would work better if it was more like some of the other games where we have white names and we have uh, health bars that are actually the representation of the colors, you know, just the teams. It's, it's a lot more visible because I have, a hard, I have a hard time reading red. And even, oh. in, the, even in the roster area, you know, where they list the, the you know, just the, the portraits and the, the names. Yeah. It's hard to read the names. I think it would probably be really helpful if they actually just put... Okay, so you know where the box is, the character like picture at the mm-hmm. top? 
yeah. th- that kind of line across all the top. If yeah. they put the name inside the box and just made it white or something, uh, so that it's not different color names necessarily, but you can clearly see like team no. one and team oh, two. Yeah, yeah. That, that but would like work. literally yeah, put the person, literally put the player's name inside the box where the picture is. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a nice that that would, that could work. Uh, but yeah. they're in game. I mean, they're you know the actual names above the characters too. In you know the actual in game is I think needs to be worked on too. Because um, so this is this is actually I'm not a smart person. I don't understand <laughs> any of this stuff. Person. But uh, this is actually an issue with the H two six four encoder. So you'll see this on YouTube. You'll see this on Twitch. H two six four just doesn't encode that color of red very well. Um, I don't understand why. It makes well, no sense to me. Okay. But I've heard this time and time again, and it's true. And I actually submitted this feedback to Blizzard. So they have tweaked the color. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it's yeah, like slightly more pinkish, like slightly brighter color of red. Still not great, though. Obviously, still not being encoded very well. So Well, it, it's not just that. It's just hard. I mean, I think red just generally with a lot of the backgrounds are just hard to, to make out with your eyes. Uh, the blue's a little bit better, but even the blue, I think, it needs some work too. That's why I think I kind of feel the white with the the health bars being the the colors like you see in MOBAs and things like that would would possibly work better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just so something just something to point out there. Um, but okay, I think that's it for the patch. Oh, one thing I noticed with the changes, which I don't know if it drives you guys crazy, but it drives me. I know crazy. you're gonna bring it up. I know you're when gonna bring we it up. spawn. Why yep. do we turn to the right? <laughs> I, I mean, it. It, yeah. it just drives. It me doesn't happen crazy. all the time. It's a bug, guys. Oh, apparently, yeah, gosh. it doesn't happen all the time. It only yeah, happens. Yeah, it happens to being competitive. I would say ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, for sure. Yeah, so change that, please. I just change want to get back out. Back. Yeah, and I'm kind of lost. What's you, this wall I'm seeing for the first time? It's so crazy that how disorienting actually that that, yeah. that is. Yeah, it's, it really it's, is. It's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, well that's uh, it for the patch. Let's talk about some news. Um, so, Life of Hanzo, the Life of Hanzo, uh, that a lot of you guys probably know if you're watching the Ghost of Gamers tournaments and things like that, who've actually been doing really well recently, got picked up by Team Liquid right before the Onog event. Yeah. So that must have been fun for you guys, like having the change overlays and I think and it whatnot. was about exactly an hour before the tournament went live. <laughs> uh, Team yeah, Liquid picks really up Life really. of Hanzo. <laughs> that's um, honestly, Chris, I, I, I'm like somewhat conflicted by this one uh, because I've been hyping this team up every single right. time we've had a exactly. chance to cast them. Yeah. It's like... It's uh, it's like a really cool, interesting mix of Counter Strike, Quake, and TF2 players coming together. They're looking really strong. Their cohesion is great. Uh, however, they haven't actually had any strong results at all yet. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, when I say strong, I mean they they're a brand new team. So for a brand new team, they've played incredibly well, but they haven't gotten to the finals. They haven't gotten to the semifinals of like anything. So the fact that Team Liquid picked them up before. You know, an IDDQD or an Impulse 11 or any of the other European teams that have been playing incredibly well. It just has me scratching my head. Like, why did Team Liquid go for this team in particular? Um, And I know Victor, I think, in the post about it said, like, they look for a lot more than just just talent. They look for things like the mentality of the players. Like, how seriously are they taking this? Like, Mm -hmm. do they have good streaming numbers? They look at a lot of different factors. So, yeah, there's a lot to consider. But it was a kind of odd pickup for... For a team like Team Liquid, which is a tier A, like a top tier esports team with incredible teams across basically every major esports title, I was excited to see them join the fray in the Overwatch space. I'm excited for the life of Hanzo guys, but why this team? Why now? I, I don't know. It was I think a little bit weird. The behind the scenes of that 
is a little bit easier to explain <laughs> than <laughs> it being a confusing thing. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of variables, right? And a lot of those things that Victor mentioned, I mean, money too, right? I mean, the, teams don't like to overspend on certain people too. So, you know, if teams are asking for a lot, then maybe they're just, they're, they're looking for just the best value, right? Um, yep. But Paul, what do you think about just big organizations picking up Overwatch teams right now? Well, I think it's good news. Um, I think it's, if you look historically at some of the other games that have got big or have done well, mm-hmm. then there's like a, it's a two-fold situation that needs to happen. One is you need the leagues to support it. So you need not only you know passionate hardcore people like Ben and um, and Lynn, but you need the likes of ESL to pick it up. You need MLG, you need DreamHack, you need those kind of leagues to pick it up, or you need the publisher to support it via its own leagues, such as WCS with StarCraft and what have you. Uh, and the second thing you need, and you need it kind of concurrently, it can't be one or the other, yep. is you need the big teams to pick players up as well. So the fact that they're doing that before these leagues come along is is either... Um, it's great, but it's it's possibly because they know something we don't, or yep. Yep. Uh, they're willing to invest early to try and get a, a good team. And, and Victor and the guys at Liquid have always been like that. It's not unique to Overwatch. They've always been very thoughtful about who they've picked up. They've picked up some StarCraft players, which you might have looked at on paper, and results-wise you would have said, mm-hmm. mm, that's a strange pickup. But actually, they've worked out terrifically well. And, and if you look at their roster... Um, they very rarely change players. You know, TLO's been there for a long time. Man has been there for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Bunny's yeah. been there for a long time now. Yep. It seems only yesterday we were talking about Bunny being That's picked true. up. That's true. Uh, and yeah, he's been there for two and a half years now. So they, they tend not to be, um, they tend not to react to community outrage or, or whatever because the type of players they're picking up are a very special kind of um, player. They're not looking for the, you know, the guys that are wanting to earn massive amounts of money, like you said, or. Uh, are in it for the short term. They want to be sure that these guys are passionate about it, but but also professional or want to be moulded into a professional team uh, and are there for the long haul. So I think it's a very interesting pickup. I don't think it's necessarily the best thing they could have picked up, but I think it's uh, I think it's great to have Liquid involved and, and, you know, long may we continue to pick up lots of these teams because I think it then bodes very well for the, the high-end competitive side of Overwatch. Let's just say that... Uh Maybe Chan Man should have Team Liquid on Value Town. <laughs> oh wow! Whoa! Wow! <laughs> oh my God! Um, okay. The memes, the dank memes, they crossed wow. over. Let's They're officially rolling. alive and well in Overwatch now. <laughs> no, I mean I, I love this team. Look, I, I, I've actually talked to Dummy several times um, since they formed, and he's been really nice and really cool. And like when when we invited them to play in the qualifier match for our tournament like they were so thankful which i'll say you know not everyone else was like as cordial and nice about it so yeah they got a good head on their shoulders they're going places let's go team liquid i, I changed my mind this is awesome <laughs> i changed my mind <laughs> oh man paul okay. convinced me all right all right uh see next bit of news we've got another big event that's been announced from the ghost gamer guys yes so it is the king of the beta so we've seen this King of the Beta type of event happen yes. in other games before, right? And with the exact same name. <laughs> with the exact same name, right? And and uh, yeah. so it, it's a it's not a I guess a unique idea, but it's always a lot of fun. And you know, historically, everybody's gonna always remember you know this team too, just being the the you know champion of the beta. Uh, or so, hate that team. Or or hate that team. Okay, <laughs> either one. Uh, so, but the prize pool is gonna be five thousand for this. Uh, looks like it's gonna be taking place on Overkill.gg. 
and kind of similar to yours, just to be frank. I mean, it's it's eight eight teams. Um, they're invited teams, so there's no qualifier for it. And it's going to be, I believe, two weekends. Like it looks like April 12th, 13th, 14th, and then and then 18th, 19th, and 20th. So uh, pretty long event. They're going to show all the the um, matches too. They're doing more of a group system instead of a bracket. So there's going to be two groups: a North American group and a European group. Winner of each one will come and face each other uh, in, in the grand finals. So uh, won't have well, we won't have too much cross server matches except for in the grand finals yep. so that the most important nice. one yeah the most <laughs> important one <laughs> but at least you don't have to you know constantly have to figure it out and having having to uh, just long breaks in between or as long a breaks in between yeah um, i mean so. who does invite tournaments cross region <laughs> <laughs> you're right right uh so what do you guys think i mean uh cool that you know king of the beta type of thing and i mean the beta is coming to a close there's still about five weeks but I mean that that name is just everyone's that's... used it, man. Uh, I think it's so bad though. King of the Beta. There is yeah, so that the much. That's the original. Yeah. There is yep. so so much salt towards beta players, especially yeah. in a competitive scene, competitive atmosphere. That being like, oh yeah, this team is King of the Beta. Like you're probably putting a target on that team to just be literally hated by everyone once the well, game actually comes out. I don't agree with that. Like, I mean, I think people will... I mean, there's, there's a good amount of people that probably don't affiliate the word beta with... If Blizzard decides to announce any sort of esports plans whatsoever mm-hmm. and the game releases, like, people are going <laughs> to hate beta players so much because they're going to be like, oh man, these players have an advantage and they got to play for longer so they're better than me. And then on top of that, you're like, oh, yeah, we're also going to crown the best team in the beta. So there's that, it's, too. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think Lynn's right. I think if really? you have wow. such, okay. a, such a, a limited number, then you could probably be okay with it. I mean, like StarCraft, when it was a beta, but it was it was pretty much all of the top competitive players anyway, mm-hmm. and then most of the grandmasters, right? So you could arguably say, yeah, that's fairly representative of the top end of the scene. This this is not the top end of Overwatch scene. We haven't seen that yet. We won't see it for probably another year and after the game is released because yeah. it's such a restricted beta. I totally understand why they've done that, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm a I'm a freaking host for Christ's sake, and I've been playing the bloody thing for five months. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be better than most of the players that buy it day one. Right? There's that always going to be a that time advantage. Seem fair to me, and I'm in the beta, but we've got a very limited beta. So having the king of the beta with such a limit is. It's rough, isn't it? Because you can't... I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced it's a good idea, but uh, whatever. Well, I, I, like, I like a couple things about this, okay. though. Um, first of all, uh, basically every game will be casted because mm-hmm. they're spreading yep. it across so many days. And every game is going to be a best of five. So it's just going to be a ton of Overwatch content to consume. I also don't mind the fact that they're trying to that they keep the groups all North America all Europe so yeah. at least those games are slightly more fair uh, until you get to the grand finals so it's going to be a ton of content it's going to be you know all the best teams basically in the scene right now except there's one notable omission <laughs> which is of course Tvik and Mendo where are they what team are they going to end up on they're probably not going to play for any of these teams if they formed a team like tomorrow and started scrimming and playing in tournaments it would be kind of a shame not to have them in this one. Um, yep. So that's pretty much like the one thing that yeah. that that kind of is in the back of my head. There's also un, unknown or un knights or whatever they called themselves. They were doing really really well leading up into um, 
this last week as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good eight teams. Would have liked to see the Tavik Mendo team in there if it even exists. I don't even know if they actually have a solid roster at all. Mm. I don't even I, like. I know one yeah. player that's joined up with them, and I so that's three. So I have no idea. Lynn probably is knows Tivik more. Is Tivik not playing with IDDQD right now? What are they? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, he's gonna play for them. Dropping bombs. Okay, Lynn's maybe he is. Bombs. Maybe he is playing this event with them. Yeah, and, I think he's uh, playing for this tournament. So the question is, who does Tamu play for? I guess. Right. <laughs> so, who knows? No, Tamu. Tamu. So, we'll so Mendo is just off in Mendo Land doing maybe. Mendo things. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, really? That's making all. memes and crushing dreams. Yeah, it'd be pretty weird if those guys weren't involved in this. Give me that's king of the beta. These are two of the better, you know, two of the best players that were in the beta. So it's rightfully it's right uh, that they would play in. It in ESL won against Ameni in chat says Tavik is playing for IDDQD for this event only as a sub. Taimu is still in. So AKM, I guess, okay. has gone back to unknown or unknights or whatever they're calling themselves. It's just basically a French team. So it's kind of a shame that then the unknown team isn't in this as well, but. You know, it's a it's a great lineup. Uh, Five thousand dollars is the biggest prize pool we've seen yet mm-hmm. in Overwatch. I'm all for it, man. Yeah. And actually, if you look at their microsite, it's pretty cool. Like they've actually oh, created saying, a I'm really saying. nice looking microsite. You mean the Overkill GG yeah. site? Okay, let me bring it up real quick. Yeah. Let me bring it. It just looks nice. That's all. That's all. It just looks nice. That's it. You know, it's like, it's so what? It's it just looks nice. Functionality. Uh, defensive sound barrier going to come out whoa, whoa, whoa. though. There's a stream on here. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah, it does look cool. Nice match sticker, and I mean, there's a countdown too, which is kind of. I guess yes. this countdown's for. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is for this week, right? Cool. Yeah, it's live already, guys. Yeah. So yeah, to check it out after the after show. Podcast. After the show, <laughs> don't be switching <laughs> over right now. Uh, but yeah, so definitely check that out. And uh, actually, let's move on. Let's let's talk about Onog. So okay. um, let's do a recap. Do and why don't why don't we do a quick recap? Just how how you guys thought the overall tournament went, and and then we'll kind of dig into a lot of the the details. All right, so I have never been so stressed as I was last week. <laughs> um, running, running events of any kind, yeah. tournaments, whatever it is, events are always way harder than you think they're going to be. But we kind of had like an insane level yes. of Murphy's Law strike, um, not just before the tournament, but like two days before the tournament started. Like five uh, hours before the yeah. tournament started. Uh, we had, well, first of all, there was the patch on Tuesday, which broke Soldier 76. Uh, it changed the spec li- layout, so we had to create new assets. It introduced this memory leak issue. It introduced lag issue across region play. A lot of you guys might not know this, but apparently uh, the the late like the, the latency issues were exacerbated heavily by this latest patch. Actually, it was fixed before the tournament. Uh, 60 hertz was announced, but then it turned out that we couldn't use it. So we basically had about four days to figure all of this stuff out. And if 76 wasn't in the game, if these, if the memory leak issue was still prevalent, like, I was legitimately like, we got to cancel the whole tournament. We got to yeah. figure out another date for this. We got to figure out another time. Um, but and everything did come together in the end. Uh, there were a whole bunch of teams that split up and lost members and blah, blah, blah. But we found eight teams. We ran the tournament. The games were good. Uh, the viewership was awesome. So in the end, you know, we had a successful event. But it was like... Really, really crazy for myself and Lynn in the last couple of days just to problem solve, make a lot of difficult decisions. Like we had to figure out 
a replacement for uh, for the Envy team, mm-hmm. literally and Melty. the night before, <laughs> and, and Melty, Melty the right. week of. Um, you know, we had to figure out who to invite, how to invite them, how to seed them, how it changes the bracket, like this, that, uh, and the other. So it was way harder than I ever would have imagined it being, and I imagined it being hard. Um, but in the end, it went pretty well, I think. Yeah, that's the whole point of us discussing this, just to show you know how difficult and hopefully appreciation you have for like these people that organize events and maybe if you want to organize an event too you know just yeah. Yeah, this is the type of thing you have to you have to be able to overcome shade how about you any uh any thoughts or just recap or just overall how, how it went for you overall it was a really fun experience and you know being a part of it is was is and was awesome um i look forward to doing stuff like that again with ben at some point in the future, it was really cool, and I'm happy I got to do it. Uh, it was extremely stressful. Envy <laughs> <laughs> um, dropping out like literally five hours before That's we were crazy. supposed to start That's was crazy. probably the weirdest, most annoying thing that's ever happened to me in a tournament setting before. Um, but we got through it, and yeah. it was super fun in the end. Uh, it was probably wow. the only time in my life where I literally did nothing but sit at my computer, but still felt like I just ran a marathon because I was so <laughs> exhausted. Um, but awesome. yeah, it was really fun. And I really like, it's something I'm really passionate about is just kind of being behind the scenes and whatever is going on, but like putting 110% into it and making sure that it goes well. So I'm happy that we were able to get through everything and yeah. congrats to C9, obviously for winning it and all, but yeah, it was rough, but it was really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as a spectator, I, I I can't say I was sitting in front of my computer the entire time for both of them. I was literally, I had to go just all kinds. Of, we had so many things planned as a, I'm disappointed, as Chris. a family. I'm disappointed. So. I was at a baby she shower, okay? I was sitting there watching the tournament at a baby shower, all right? So, so yeah, there's some dedica- dedication there. Um, but I, what I caught of it, and then I watched the VODs a little bit later um, when I got, got home finally. Uh, it was very enjoyable. I mean, I love the fact that you guys had three streams going. You know, I think all all three streams went pretty smoothly. They had their you know they had their own setup too, which is you know pretty cool. And uh, so we were able to catch all the all the games and you know cast it at you know just the Overwatch quality that we know just so we're used to. And then um, you know the games themselves. I think we had we had some pretty good games. I mean, honestly, like the cancer, you know, the whole cancer thing. I, I like I'm not a huge fan of watching anymore and we can discuss that too just like with the meta aspect of it and, and just yep. the, the difficulties as a spectator too uh, but overall I think it, you know job well done guys I mean this, yeah, especially with all the things that you guys had to overcome yeah two things good. that actually were just brought up in chat a second ago mm-hmm. first one was um, Jcap and Todd for the ESL stream mm-hmm. were amazing yes. I don't like mm-hmm. yeah thanks you guys Todd, I don't think, has ever casted Overwatch before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did great. He did such a good job. Yes, and yeah. I know it's hard. I know it's a hard game to cast. Like, that's very obvious. A hard game to spectate. It's probably hard, even harder to cast. Um, but, like, really good job from him. And thank you, Jason, for kind of pulling him out last minute and being like, hey, can you <laughs> do this with yeah. me so we can have a third? Because otherwise, we would not have had a third stream. And there would have been games that went unstreamed, more than likely. Or we would have had to postpone games in between. And teams would have had to wait, and it just would have been a mess. So thank you to those guys for doing that. And then also a huge shout-out to Impulse 11 for doing mm-hmm. insane in the oh tournament. God, yes. Like, 
Their they run were one was of ridiculous. our replacements. Yeah, they were not even an invite team to begin with. They were, I think, they were the replacement team for Melty, yep. and they just blew through the bracket. Like they did so good, and I'm really happy mm-hmm. that you can see, like, even this late into the beta, teams just kind of coming up and showing that they can compete is really, really cool. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um, so speaking of, of Todd and, and Captain or uh, Jason, uh, casting. I mean, they did a great job. I agree with you too. And and Johan, I know plays a lot of Overwatch, so it's not like he didn't know the game at all. He definitely knows the game well, and and he's just a, a professional caster. And yeah, and Paul, I, you've you know you you've hired you know Johan for events in the past. So yeah. uh, how hard is it to cast Overwatch? You think, or if you've casted other games? Um, yeah, so I had a fan um, a few weeks ago told me that I'd casted 46 games since 2002, oh, which is pretty crazy. Good God. Um, so I guess... <laughs> to be I'm fair, there's those... like 10, 10 mobile games at, uh, at WCG <laughs> events in there. Somewhere. Yeah, there were, there were quite a few mobile games. I felt one of them yeah. was, uh, was incredibly tricky. So I, I guess I was... Um, and this is totally down to DJ Wheat, by the way, uh, who was one of my early mentors, good friend, yeah. um, obviously works at Twitch now. Um, he... He told me very early on in my career that if you if you want to succeed, then you're going to need to learn lots of different games so that we are you're valuable to us to take you to events because back in the day that's that's we had to go to an event and cast five six seven different games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I obviously having a passion and a love for all the games anyway didn't find it that difficult um, and just l- you develop a way of learning games. Yep. And I think it's part of your training as a commentator. It takes you a while to get there. If you look at Kolaris, for instance, only ever did StarCraft for the first three years of his commentary. Very comfortable in it, very secure, but needed to move outside of that comfort zone. And we, we pushed him quite hard to go and find another game to do that. And he's made a great success of himself in Heroes. Todd is another one of those guys mm-hmm. who, when he finally made that switch of, I don't know if I'm a pro player or am I a caster, I'll do a bit of both. Oh, I've qualified for WCS Top 16, I'm a player again. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And finally, when he moved over, <laughs> yeah, he did everything. Um, he, I think I've probably given him more advice than almost anyone else in the last two years about commentary. He was one of the few people who will come to me after every show and he will say to me, okay, Reb, what, what was good, what was bad? Be blunt with me. And I could be totally and honestly blunt. He'll tell you, I was really really blunt with him blunter than i've been with anyone else um and he would just take it and he'd go away and he'd fix it and he'd work on it and he'd come back so it doesn't surprise me that he's done a great job um stepping in but it's you know i've casted one game of overwatch so far and i can tell you as a very experienced caster of the last 14 years it's bloody hard to cast mm-hmm. it really is because it's yeah. so it's so frenetic it's frantic there's stuff going on all over the map you've got to have a mind for uh, I've got to understand which three players right now I've got an ultimate ready uh, which combination is going to work are they in the right positions on the map what are the defense doing right now are they attacking are they going to push right now are they going for the payload are they going for the side are they going to there's so much to follow yeah. and without the spectator mode which I commented on it before the spec mode it was unbelievably difficult to give the viewer a genuine experience that you experience as yourself as a player in the game yeah. of kind of understanding what's going on um, so it doesn't it, it's very difficult is what I'm saying so kudos to both Jason uh, for sticking out for so long because he's, yeah. he's done a great job uh, and yeah. also for Todd for, for sticking in but I also want to say a, a big thanks to you two guys I didn't watch it either so I, you can fire me on the spot is that a Gabe fire? Yeah, I don't know um, but kudos to you both for doing the, doing the uh, event I've run some events in the past I haven't run them for a long time, and there's a bloody good reason why I won't anymore. Yeah, I um, won't either, by the way. No, it, they, <laughs> really? they recede hairlines. Nope, not, not running they another event. Really? I mean, no, so I, yes. I will help people, but I will never run. I'll never be yeah, responsible indeed. for it again. So, yeah, by the way, Paul. Thank you to you guys for doing it, though. 
By the way, Paul, I know that you were uh, you're starting the process of moving this weekend, so you didn't get mm. a chance to watch the vods. But I have some vods for you to watch, and I'd love to get that okay. same level of harsh criticism. That's Give good. me the truth. Tell me how bad I am. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Red 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 the casting now, guru. He's the casting guru. <laughs> later, later. No, absolutely, buddy. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, I would actually Not- appreciate that. Okay, well, let's dig into some of the specifics now. Um, yes. Okay, so what do you want to start? Actually, Ben, why don't you you kind of lead us here? Um, well, I, I kind of kind of I, I did like a brief gloss over of a lot of the issues that we had. Mm-hmm. I will just give like one mental image to you all uh, right now, uh, which was me getting ready, finally calm. Okay, I'm gonna go to sleep pretty soon. Tournaments tomorrow morning. All right, a lot of a lot of shit happened this week, but we're good. Then suddenly I get this message from Stoop on uh, Discord. It says, hey, uh, Envy has to drop out. <laughs> <sighs> like, my soul was crushed in an instant. And there's this, we go back and forth. I'm like, dude, dude, can you just, like, find a ringer? Like, please, I know you don't want to look bad, but please, like, please, man. Uh, so anyway, uh, I get that message. And then I go onto the Discord and I'm like, who do we invite? Un- Knights can't play Impulse already replaced Melty we don't want another European team anyway because we already have four European teams we need a North American team who can play like I don't know Code 7 there's all this drama I, I-, I can't invite them so uh, uh, that's another story but uh, so I hit up Ray <laughs> who I've been talking to over the course of the last uh, couple of weeks because Ray is from Singapore and Ray speaks Mandarin as well as at least knows how to communicate at basic levels in Korean. Uh, so I know that Ray knows the whole Asian scene really well. Wow. So I go, Ray, tell me you're here right now. Tell me you're here. And of course, Ray responds within like a minute. And I said, can we find a team to play tomorrow? And he goes, I don't know. That's that's one thirty in the morning in, in Korea and, and, and Japan and Singapore. Uh, but I'll try. I'll, I'll try. I'm going to try. I'm going to message everyone right now. I'm like, Ray, you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then uh, I went to sleep. I had to. It was like 11.30, 12. We, I wanted to wake up like really early to prepare. Yeah. So I went to sleep not knowing who was playing the next morning. Oh, anyway, my gosh. Um, wow. Okay. I, I slept. I'll tell you what. I actually slept. I didn't have a restless night, which I, I was like, I think is a miracle. But I woke up the next morning. Woke up the next morning. And then Ray's like, yes, the best team in China can play. And I'm like, anyway. That's out of the way. Um, one of the things that I wanted to be really transparent with you guys about and talk about, and actually one of the one of the things that like I actually had a going into the tournament was a must-have for me is I wanted to pay all of the staff who poured their time and effort into making this possible. So as part of the whole deal, um, I wanted to raise sponsorship for the prize money, but I wanted to carve out a significant portion of that in order to pay people. And I wasn't going around saying, I'm going to pay you a lot. You know, this is actually a trivial amount of money for the work that people put into this. But um, yeah, I, I ended up, everyone who was behind the scenes working on this leading up to the event uh, got paid. And I want to be very uh, open with you guys about what the budget looked like. So I prepared a spreadsheet for you guys to, to look at. Of course, the full prize pool was $3,000, uh, but we raised uh, $3,750 in in overall uh, sponsorship revenue. And I used that to pay out 
uh, the casters. So and the graphics and overlays, which by the way looked great in the end, and they had to be changed multiple times, and more and more graphic stuff kept coming up. So by the way, huge shout out to our graphic editor, live stream producer who's in chat right now. Um, he's helped us produce the qualifiers. He was online, uh, worked a lot with our graphics editor. Uh, then there's an overlay plugin that we had coded. Um, I have a friend who um, offered to code some overlays for previous events, and I hit him up and said, you know what, you helped out so much last time, I- I'd like to pay you this time. Uh, so that was a great help. Um, the hype video you guys saw during the tournament, um, we paid for that as well. And this is 150 for the hype video and the video editing is going into a post-event top 10, by the way, which is being worked on right now. And then we had to pay for audio jungle, music rights, mm-hmm. and finally we had to pay for webcam software <laughs> in the last possible second because Skype hated us. Um, so I just wanted to shed this out there, not not really to like brag about it, or I, I guess I am bragging a little bit, but just no. to show that like I think it's very important that the volunteers get paid for their hard work. Um, so well, that's volunteers. really, that's really, yeah, they're not volunteers anymore. Uh, I guess I'm we went into it as volunteers, basically. Yeah. Okay. Like we went into it volunteers. Oh, okay. All these folks probably would have done this for free, but I, I wanted this to not just be something big and, and, and good for the players, but also for the people, uh, you know, powering this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure what my goal is, uh, showing this here, um, but I felt like it, I felt like it was important to do it um, to set a precedent, hopefully yeah, for future tournaments, exciting. and show you guys that like it's a really it's really important and, and valuable to to reward staff who put 10, 20, 30, 40 hours into this stuff, which is the case for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, a hundred bucks is nothing um, for the amount of work that was put in, and that's all. That's it. I don't know. It's good. It's good. I think there's. Uh, I think the moral really is that. If you show that, hopefully other people will start thinking about it the same yep. way because not everyone thinks the same way. They often, mm-hmm. uh, I think, if I take a step back, when you when you go to put an event together or a tournament together, what you initially start with is, is how much money can I get from said sponsors or whoever I know that will attract the best teams to this event. That's how you how your mind works when you we set out these things. But if you start with the whole, okay, well, I need three grand, but if I can get an extra two grand. That would pay for all these other people as well. Or you go, right, I can get a pot of five grand. Instead of making it a five grand tournament, I'll make it a three grand tournament and put two grand into mm-hmm. production, casters, administration, what have you. I think that's a much better way of doing it. For community-style events like this, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, and when you look at the bigger scale tournaments, there were 1,400 people at Katowice this year. That's a lot just of people saying, to pay. You know, <laughs> not all of them got paid either. A lot of them would turn up and do volunteer work just because they want to be part of it. And that's that's cool. But over the years, we've kind of grown from that. Yep. 10 people got paid and 50 didn't. And now we're actually getting to the point where even in community events like this, people like Ben are starting to think about how do I actually reward a few people just for their time. I mean, it's not like I don't think 100 bucks is anywhere near enough for those those people. But it's, it's more of a it's, token. It's, but yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. It's, but it's, it's something, kind of right? And it's sure. and it's a good thing to do. So yeah. hopefully more people will set up tournaments like that rather than just going, yeah, I got three grand from whoever, and now I can run a three grand tournament. No, you can run a two grand tournament really well if you have a thousand to do some other stuff with it. So yeah, it's good. Good job. I actually just one thing occurred to me that I I really want to call out about this, guys. And this is to everybody who's in chat right now who wants to get into the esports industry, mm-hmm. wants to take that step, wants to get involved. I need to call this out. Admin, Shade, 
She volunteered to help out um, with a previous event that I did. Caster, Joshi, also volunteered to help out with my first tournament. He did that, obviously, for free. The graphics and overlay guy, uh, I hit up... Actually, the first tournament I ran, uh, and I was doing the Fish Sticks Invitational 1. I had no graphics at all. The guy who does the graphics for Overwatch Central, his name is Miska, he PM'd me on Discord saying, hey, do you want, you want graphics for your event? I'm like, uh, that's amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. And he ended up making really good branding. So guess what? I invited him back. Livestream producer, Imagine, who's also in chat, he also volunteered his time for many Gosu Gamers weeklies uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks just to hone his skills to get better and uh, to make the workflow better. So my basic point here is every one of these people, actually literally every one of these people that I ended up paying, except for the video editor, I met him very recently, uh, they all volunteered mm-hmm. their time first. And it was because of their great work as volunteers that I decided to pay them. So that's the take-home message. I realized it while we were live on the show. That is the take-home message for you guys. All right. (laughs) That's, that's, no, that's definitely a a good message to send everybody. And um, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, it's like, I'm, I can't speak for everyone else that was involved, obviously, but I'm extremely passionate about Overwatch, not just in beta, but I want to see every aspect of it succeed you know, mm-hmm. after game release too. I've never been more passionate about a game. I spent seven years in League of Legends and I never felt the way I do about Overwatch to League. And, yeah. you know, if volunteering to do, you know, the dirty work behind the scenes that nobody else really wants to do and dealing with, you know, teams dropping out and getting everyone into lobbies and stuff like that, you know, I will do that, you know, for literally nothing. <laughs> like, I will volunteer my ass off to do that um, if it means that, you know, good things like this can happen. So, yeah, so and I know, hope that other people it, will feel the same way too. It's these types of events in like Ghostu Gamers and the Game On Arena event too, which I I always forget to like plug plug for some reason. And the guy that always tweets me. Um, it's these these community events early on um, that are somewhat of betas. You know, like we're talking about the game in beta, right? And we're talking about all these changes made to meta and things. Well, this is like beta in terms of events. I mean, you know, the things that we're trying out here, the things, you know, formats, whether it's groups or it's brackets or it's, you know, how many, however many teams and how much we're, you know, the prize pools are. This is the same thing. This is like preparing the big giant organizations, you know, or, or getting, giving them some info as to, you know, how to run some of these in the future. Even Blizzard, you know, whatever Blizzard yep. is trying to plan for their their huge esports initiative, whatever it is, um, you know, this is all data and it, you know, we need this type of things. Like, if you look at yep. every single community, the way they started, I, I even organized events early on in Hearthstone, too, that I, I hope had some influence on, on just how things ended up, uh, you know, just, just competitive Hearthstone ended up, ended up painting out in the end. It's really important. So right now, for, you know, like these two right here, um, just organizing these type of events, and again, the Ghost of Gamers, too, this is this is community, you know. What I mean, this is this is what we're talking about when we talk about community. And um, the, you know, Ben didn't make any money out of this, like, right? Like, I didn't see anywhere that said Ben. Like on on this spreadsheet here, I don't see anything that says Ben on here. Uh, that doesn't include his five K cover. Where where is this? It's like where's so, the, don't, rest don't, of the don't seven? Me up. Yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> me up. it's on the next tab. <laughs> right, right. It's all good. So uh, I I just want to point that out. You know, like he's That's paying where all the these people. Went. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So yeah, Ben made zero dollars from this, and he probably spent the most time on this. 
something to take into account, guys, you know, for sure. Um, so analytics, numbers. What were the, viewer, what were the viewership like? Concurrence, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like. So it's a little bit, uh, what's the word? I'm fluffing a little bit because we had three <laughs> English streams. We had three English streams on Saturday. Um, I know how to fluff numbers, guys, okay? I've been in this industry long <laughs> enough. So I had three English streams and, of course, the foreign language streams. But across all of them, we had nearly 7,000 concurrent viewers. By my count, we had about 6.8 thousand at a single time, which in the grand scheme of esports is not ridiculous. But mm -hmm. it is the most viewers we've ever seen for any Overwatch tournament. And with no fluff, we did have about uh, five and a half, six thousand um, on the mainstream. Between yeah. just the mainstream mm -hmm. and then uh, AlphaCast, who was doing the French stream, he had right. a good extra 500 on top of that. Uh, so, yeah, this is the most watched uh, Overwatch tournament yet which was a, really one of my goals going into it. I was hoping for more, but, you know, I'll take it. You know, I'm pretty happy with uh, breaking the record for the Overwatch space. Um, that was really the goal from the get-go, is to create something bigger and more awesome than anything before it. So I think we may have delivered on that. Uh, at least I hope you guys enjoyed it. So 6.8K for competitive Overwatch? Yeah. That's pretty damn good, dude. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's be real yeah, If you compare that to I some mean, of the other betas and some of the beta tournaments in early games, even in Counter-Strike and Global Offensive, they weren't they weren't any bigger than that. And this oh, yeah. is a much I mean, more CSGO restricted beta slow. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a much more restricted beta too, so it's, yeah. you know, people can't... It's very difficult. Like, one of the successes of esports is that it takes games that we all play casually or even at an advanced level, and we can see the inherent skill in it, Right. It's very mm -hmm. difficult for our only watchers right now to appreciate any of the skill in the in the game because they've never played the characters. So, um, I think that's a that's a decent amount of people. It bodes well. Yeah, definitely. Just wait till we start reaching Vein Glory numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Okay. Wow, the dream. Okay. I guess that's the dream. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, how, uh, total views. Like, what are the total views like? That's like. Uh, number. It, this is also a little bit fluffed because we were on the Twitch front page, but uh, we had over 400,000 total impressions. Nice. I actually uh, went in and took out the front page views. If you guys didn't know, I work at Twitch, so I can do this type <laughs> of thing. Uh, I took out the front page views, and we actually had over 200,000 total views without front page or any promoted views whatsoever. So overall, it was about 220,000 total views for a two-day tournament. Not bad. No, I'm happy. It's good. It's just, it's just going into people's channels, good. just force hosting them. Yeah, like. It's like going into the lyric, lyric, screw you. Why are you screwing? You're, you're going to be streaming my, my, I my. Totally, I totally messaged Lyric while he was streaming. I'm like, dude, if you stop while we're still going, please, please, please send your 24,000 viewers our way. That would be awesome. Hey, yeah. You know what? In that type of thing, guys, that is important. That is important yeah. when you're when you're trying to promote a uh, an event. You know, you can't just assume people are just going to do this. You got to go out there and ask these guys. These guys love Overwatch too, so that a lot of them will be open to to helping out events like you know these community events, and a lot of them watch them too. So that would have been amazing if he did end the stream a little bit earlier, and then we had like twenty thousand people watching. Oh dear God, I would have been happy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Okay, wow. meta. All right, so let's just yes. get, let's get down to the meta and um, maybe yeah. just even from a spectating standpoint, like how, how it was. Shade, what would you think of the meta? <laughs> what, what? Use your words. <sighs> Use words. No emotes here. Facial uh, emotes. God. Just something change, please. Yeah. Like, 
So let's talk about it. what was it. What was let's it? just take what Tracer out of the game for a week and see what happens. <laughs> so what what was the most common compositions uh, you saw? Um, I mean, day one wasn't that bad, actually. Mm. I think we were no, talking about that earlier. We hardly saw the, the Tracer yeah. meta at all on day mm. one, actually. Which was surprising. We saw Bastion on payload. Yeah. We saw, I mean, we saw double Reinhardt Bastion on payload in one of the games, yeah. too. That was awesome. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's really rough right now because I've, for such a long time, I've been against hero limits. And I've been, you know, it's just like, yeah, mm. we can figure things out. Just deal with it for now. Blizzard will balance it. It'll be okay. And it's like, Blizzard's balancing stuff, but then something else pops up, and it's just like, let's run four Tracers and two Lucios, and that's not fun. <laughs> like, it's not fun to play. It's not fun. I mean, maybe it's fun to play for like somebody that literally only plays Tracer, but it's just like, it's not fun to play against. I was in rank today, played against four Tracers, and it's like, you know- <laughs> that's not like I actually just want to walk away from my keyboard. It's not fun to play against. What do you even do? It's, a, uh, it's a, yeah, tracers. I, I mean, I, I have to admit that when I first started playing Overwatch, the first thing I thought about was was one day the top tier players with the highest skill, you know, just the highest skill players are going to abuse tracer. And I think w- the meta's evolved to the point where I think this it's finally starting to to show up. And um, they have they barely tra- uh, changed tracer since the start, right? Like I don't. Whatever the nerf is, have they even changed changed her once at all? Nope. I don't think they did like a very small thing. It was like two or three weeks ago where her melee happens a little bit quicker. Like you can weave melees between autos, Hmm. but it wasn't like, oh my god, Tracer's broken now. It's just kind of like her mid range damage is ridiculous and she can one clip a 200 HP hero at mid range and that's actually retarded. Uh,. So, yeah, Blizzard, please change that. So I guess the question is, is why, why hadn't we seen Tracer being an issue until now? Um, I mean, That's we, a great question. I mean, yeah, she, is, is it because she, of the nerfs to everybody no, else? No, I think it's actually, a skill yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I genuinely yeah. think it's a skill thing. I think uh, she was one of the ones I wanted to play most when I got the beta, but when I first played her, I was like, uh, she's kind of, uh, she's got very little health, and uh, yeah, she moves around, uh, she doesn't really do much. As you get better with her, though, you realize that actually she's freaking amazing. <laughs> and actually, you're like, this is, this is to coin a meme, it, this is brutal. I can literally savage players in a match from almost any distance on the map. Uh, I can take down mercies. I can take down any support I want at any time and get out quick afterwards with virtually nothing done to me. Just rewind. Uh, I can take out snipers wherever they are. It doesn't matter where they are on the map. I can just take them out. It's fantastic. Uh, even like Pharaohs, just one clip them out of the air. No problem at all. And so as you get better and better with them, I think you start to understand what she can and can't do, what her limitations are, because there aren't that many, but there's some. Uh, and you just play her smarter. And as soon as you start doing that, you realize that actually she's actually ridiculous right now. And I, I agree with Lynn. I mean, when you come across two in the same game, it's just pandemonium. I, I play a lot of... A lot of Widow, a lot of Hanzo, and she's just a pain in the ass. And that moment you get an arrow in the head and it, it, she falls to the ground, it's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's like once out of seven or eight <laughs> encounters because she's just all over the place. She can't cope with her. Um, See, my, so, yeah. therapy, my therapy with Tracer today was we have like seven to eight minutes skirmish times because of our cues. So 
I just picked Tracer and Skirmish, and I jumped off cliffs for eight minutes. See, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> mine slightly different, Lynn. I, I basically I pick Lucia and then just bounce her off the map. That's 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 and she why. Just she rewinds. And she rewinds. And then you so you catch her after the rewind and knock her off again, and then you get her, and then you're like, yes, I, I can finally feel safe now that I've I've killed one tracer tonight. <laughs> Uh, I, I, w- yeah, I will say think? one thing about Tracer yeah. and these metas and these compositions that I think it's important for everyone to keep in mind is that the better team is still winning here. It's not like this is random or imbalanced. Sure. Like Tracer is a high skill character. These compositions yeah. are high skilled. Yep. It's so on that level, like it's actually I don't hate it. I don't. Uh, okay, so I don't, I don't, I hate right, so it let me the same way other teams. Let me give you a different angle on this the, one. But the like, problem is, hang on, so, sorry, Chris. The problem is, is this right? This is where Blizzard are going to have trouble, and they've always had trouble with this in other games. There's the casual. There's me that enjoys playing. I play competitively. I play for fun, whatever. And the balance in there is not right right now. Okay, it's not right. And players can change an entire game by playing Tracer at the moment. That's a fact, right? Yeah. And then there's the professional level, which I agree with Ben in that actually. Yeah, it's kind of imbalanced, but it's imbalanced both ways. I mean, you can't... Yeah. I, I don't see anyone abusing her to the level where they're actually changing the result of a game or making a team that ordinarily wouldn't win, win. You know? So yeah. how, do, how do Blizzard balance that? If they're, if they're thinking, well, top end is okay, fine, we'll just leave it. Or do they balance it differently and casual? And actually, that has an adverse effect on her usage, both positive or negative, at the top end of the play. So it's a, it's a really tricky balancing issue. I don't necessarily agree that casual tracers are not really a problem because I have the worst potato aim in the entire world. If I can pick a character and get play of the game in one game, there's a huge problem. Yeah, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree with you. I said <laughs> yeah. there is a massive problem in casual right now. Oh, sorry. There's I thought you said that she yeah, wasn't. No, 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 there casual. is a massive problem in casual. I don't think, like Ben said, I don't think there's a big problem at the top end, though. Well, so okay, so uh, last thing. So we're running out of time. This might be the last thing. We probably won't have enough time for questions today, guys. Sorry. But one angle I want to uh, um, have you guys talk just a little bit about is just the spectating aspect of it. Uh, watching two Tracers, watching two Winstons. Yeah. Oh, my God. It gets a lot harder You, you pick Winston. the two characters in Overwatch that are just the worst for POV. Like, yeah. it's it's terrible for, yeah. for is the... There, is there a call for disabling skins in competitive when you do a tournament and maybe they're painted red and blue? Uh, That's not going to happen. Done in other games? I don't think that'll happen. happen. Yeah. The but interview the, we had with Jeff Kaplan last week... I mean, the art department week. can do their thing, yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah, but there does need to be some kind of visual distinction yep. between the teams that and that's kind of what I was talking about the names before but there there does have there needs to be a little bit more of that but anyway just generally it, even from an overhead standpoint it's hard like tracers just flying everywhere and seeing you know tracers actually don't have projectiles either so that's yeah. one of the few you know one of the few characters that you you can't really appreciate what she's doing unless you are watching her right and that's why the POV was focused so much on on her uh, a lot of the tournament but that's a big issue too, just even from the standpoint of, of spectator. I just yeah. want to see the patch yeah. come today and her have like 100 HP, yeah. bullets in her clip. Yeah. Doesn't get health back from rewinding anymore. Just just give Higher her cool PG Lucio treatment. I don't I even care gonna, anymore. I, 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 was, I think it's interesting. What would you do to nerf her? Because for me, I don't think it's that. I don't think there's a massive nerf for her. I think it's more. No, it's- Minor, I think a minor. Yeah, I think this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this. Maybe rewind time goes up. Maybe, like you say, she only gets half health back, or 
Um, the blink cooldown could be a little bit longer. Blink cooldown. I think you could actually add a second to the blinks. Yeah, one and or that two would make seconds. A massive difference. Yeah, it would make huge. a massive difference. Yeah, it really huge. would because immediately for a sniper, then you've got more time. Because at the moment she's she's blinking all over the place. It's really tough at times. It's only when she's used all three really quickly that you kind of go, okay, I've got I've got a couple of seconds now. I can actually get her. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, I I don't know. I would like to see an increase in blink at the very least. Uh, yeah, the the one thing I will say is that probably my favorite moment from the entire tournament all weekend long was when Cloud9 captured uh, on Hollywood. Uh, they captured in OT yes. within yeah. five seconds of the time set by Reunited. And Reunited was playing five Tracers, one Lucio at the time. So <laughs> it was impossible to watch, impossible to call the action. For like as a caster, there's no way you can actually accurately talk about what's going on if it's moving that quickly. But it still made for an incredibly exciting end that was decided literally five seconds between the two teams. Uh, and I posted that link for you, Chris, if you want to show it. It shows the tracer meta in full effect because it's not only five tracers and one Lucio on one team. It's two Tracer, two Winston, two Lucio for Cloud9. So it's like really the most impossible thing ever to cast, but it's still made for like epic moments for sure. So Cloud9 push as they push oh. forward. Yeah, I can't even imagine With you guys just like, oh, 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 what do we, what do we talk about? <laughs> well, you had an overhead view there. That's kind of yeah. nice. We did over, overhead yeah. like uh, the whole time, like, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, why don't we wrap up? Uh, ben, I know you, you got to get to a... Got to get somewhere really, really do, soon yes. here. So let's do some shout-outs. Red Eye, Paul, awesome having you on this Thank show. You. And there wasn't actually a technical issue this time. No, like, I we, didn't curse it. We always, we always have an issue. Those of you don't we, even know, every, every do. time he's on my show, I, there's always something that goes wrong. So Usually. Not yeah. this time. Well, thank you for having me on there. Awesome. Uh, uh, Shade, do you want to do some shout-outs? Yeah, I mean, like I said, shout-out to Ben for doing the tournament and... Bringing me along, it was super fun. And you guys together. Uh, Paul, thanks for being here. It was really fun having you on and talking about everything. And, you know, Chan Man, thanks for doing the show. It's awesome talking to you guys every week. And other than that, just my stream. I see people in chat hanging out, and I love them. So, yeah. Who, who's streaming after this? Just... Just you, Paul, or actually, Lynn, you're not streaming. Uh, right? I'm restreaming this show and then directly afterwards. Um, so, just a quick advert because I don't normally do adverts, but right. yeah, uh, twitch.tv forward slash red eye. Um, okay. I'll be streaming some Overwatch directly after this as well for about an hour and a half for this evening. Okay, cool. And I stream every night, and it's pretty much Overwatch every night. But it's <laughs> and it has been for about three months. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tilting Tuesday today, though. So. It's Tilting Tuesdays, which, yeah. is, which basically means I'm allowed to tilt on air. That's and right. no one's allowed to criticize me. It's the only day of the week. Every time I tilt on other days, they have to correct me, and I have to have this corrective surgery, uh, which is administered by my Twitch chat, who then basically say, Red Eye, you need to calm down. You're going to have a heart attack. You need <laughs> okay. to just play a bit, be calmer, Netflix and chill. And then I'm, I'm good again. Chill. All right, all right. Then shoutouts. Uh, thanks to everybody who watched the tournament this weekend. We actually just finished uploading almost every vod. Unfortunately, since we did have a couple of production issues, we had to cut the stream in the middle of matches uh, twice. So it took us a little bit longer to get the vods up. But you can go to the One Nation of Gamers. I think it's. Onag Esports or One Nation of Gamers YouTube channel. We uploaded all the VODs there. We actually made a playlist that also has the ESL guys on it as well. So you can cap 
catch catch all the action if you missed it. And I'm looking at you, Paul, uh, to watch those vods later and give me I'm that. Or, feed, I already have the vod loaded, then, honestly, because nice. I'm watching it right now and I can see the spec stuff. So nice. Uh, so yeah, Trust thanks me. everybody Your who watched, will be supported. Uh, make sure to watch the Ghost of Gamers event this week. It's already going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I might be casting some of the Ghost of Gamers events. Uh, they said that Hex can't make it with ZP one or two of the days maybe. So oh, nice. I'll let you know. Uh, I'll be tweeting about it if I am casting with ZP. Uh, and yeah, just keep supporting competitive Overwatch uh, on Reddit, on Twitter, uh, everywhere that you go. Uh, let people know that Overwatch is legit. And if you're an only watcher, we'll see you in the uh, the open weekend. I guess it's not open, but like beta test weekend i guess some of you guys are going to get invites not this weekend or no it is this weekend so mm-hmm. we'll see you in game this weekend all right now I'll round things out big thanks to the three of you guys for doing the show it was a lot of fun today uh, all the viewers for watching sorry we didn't have enough time for questions we will make up for next week i promise you we'll, we'll have lots and lots of questions we'll, we'll take lots of questions uh vods for this will be on youtube.com slash right after the show uh one plug i so not that there was i mean I can't get enough of talking about Overwatch, so I'm going to be on the Overwatchers with uh, uh, Garrett and um, and oh my gosh, I'm like having and Patrick, gosh, Patrick and <laughs> Garrett, I'm having such a, a brain fart. Uh, so you can check that out on Twitch.tv/AmoveTV. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about Overwatch, so uh, just another cool show. Uh, so definitely do that, and yeah, check out the Ghost of Gamers, like you said, and any events. Just support all the events, guys, and watch them. You know, actually. If you you have to watch them for them to uh, you know just I guess for them to be able to get enough viewers and get you know have have some support for it you know, in terms of sponsors so just try your best to do that when you can. Okay, that's going to be it for the overview. So for Red Eye Shade Fishsticks and myself, Cham MV, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>